back to another episode of Copy Conversations. This is Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Here we are, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. We're already, uh, yeah, second weekend of Easter oh, season I already. I can't believe it. It seems like it's been a month. So, oh, so good, so good. <laughs> so sorry uh, sorry we didn't uh, have a re- uh, episode last week. Took a little took a little Easter break. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was on retreat and... Uh, Bob was here plugging away, but so it was just timing-wise, we've realized we didn't record a, a podcast ahead. So yeah, it was too hard to do it. I think we did one during Holy Week. Didn't we, we did, we did. Yeah, and it was just hard to do too. Yeah, so. yeah. So, but uh, we're back. We're back in action. Sun shining. So you have a good Easter. I did. It was very um, family-oriented. We yeah, had, that's uh, good. Dinner at my daughter's house, and they hosted and did most of the work. So nice. it's kind of fun handing off to the kids to <laughs> to pick up the baton. So Indeed. it's been really cool. Indeed. How about you? Yeah, it was good. The, all the liturgies were really beautiful. Um, and then I was down with my family for a little bit in, uh, in Akron, some aunts, uncles, cousins. Oh, so. very good. And then you went on retreat? I did, yeah. So um, I went on retreat. So as priests, we uh, we have a, a canonical yearly retreat that we that we do. So uh, canonical means you know canon law. So it's just we're that's something we're really invited to do. So I was out in Omaha actually. Uh, so I oh. got on a plane and flew to the center of the country. I didn't realize Omaha was like almost in the direct center of the country. Do they have good steaks? I know they like email or mail them out to people. <laughs> Omaha steaks, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they do, and I, I, I did. The Lord uh, invited me to, to get a steak too. Oh, good! <laughs> During, after after retreat, I just had a, had a had a day to kind of just kind of transition, and um, yeah, it was good. Brother Sebastian's was a steakhouse I went to. Oh, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. Is <laughs> it was like, like a monastery around there, or so what? no. So I was just out on this. I was out on the street one day, just kind of walking around the neighborhood and talk with a guy from the area. And he suggested it, and I was like, he didn't know I was a priest, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of walking around in normal clothes, and um, I just like, I, I've got to go to this place. <laughs> it was so it looked like a monastery. They had like chant music, oh, like that's cool. speakers from the outside, <laughs> and uh, as the, you walked by, uh, as you walk, yeah, as you walked in, and then Whoa. and then the inside was uh, kind of dark lit, but it looked like a mon- it looked like a wood grain kind of wine barrels and everything. Wow. And yeah, they had they had steaks. So that sounds like fun. So steaks in cornfields is, is the other thing you have in <laughs> in Nebraska. So the the, the corn huskers were their their uh, mascot. So but, like Wisconsin has the cheese hat head hats. Right? Do they have Does, corn hats? Yeah, I don't do they know. Have corn I, hats I didn't see any. <laughs> I didn't see any. So so Omaha, it was an experience. So it was really good. I I I, I knew a priest out there. Uh, or had heard of a priest. Mm-hmm. There's a, the Institute for Priestly Formation is a is a group within the church, and they they do um, a lot of spiritual formation for seminarians and priests. So mm-hmm. they run summer programs and stuff. So this priest lives out there, and and um, yeah, it was really 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 good, really blessed time. So one of the things is uh, the flights. I, I learned a, a lot. So apparently. Monday morning in the airport the day after Easter is a is a really busy time. <laughs> even at four forty, I would imagine even four forty five in the morning. I expected I don't know what I expected, but the line for TSA was like three quarters of the terminal long. It was, wow! It was like over half an hour to get. Thankfully, we made the, we made the flights. But do you like flying? 
You know, I do as long as the seats aren't like right next to each other, where your yeah. knees are up to your chin. You like the you like the the, the door windows. Yeah, I like the, the door the, windows. The, the, the door seat. Um, the door seats. Mm-hmm. So or like way up in the front. Oh yeah. Or the aisle. It's just like oh, give me just three more inches to put my leg. Have you done first class ever? No, my brother has. Yeah. Um, we did sit right behind first class, which is a little bit more leg right. room. The, the plus seats. Um, did your flights go smoothly? Did everything go the way you hoped it would? Uh, once we got on the plane, <laughs> it was uh, just 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 getting on. Yeah, everything was everything was pretty good. So we'll talk a little bit about the the, the, the flight back and the, with with this uh, conversation today. But yeah, you definitely have to deal with interruptions and distractions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at uh, at different times, you're especially nowadays with I don't know just different things, lack of uh, flight attendants and different things. Plans change. <laughs> Plans change all the time. Well, and there's so many moving parts. Planes that have to come in so you can get on to go out. Right. And, and main, you know, planes that shut down and <clears throat> thankfully we're past the snow, but then you got to, you got to de-ice and you got to yeah. do this and that. And <clears throat> you talk about abandonment, <laughs> you know, to, <laughs> to, to what, to, to the details around you, you know, when you have really no control. Over anything. And the hardest part of the flight is like when you've landed, you're done taxiing, and then, but you're usually I'm at the middle of the back of the plane. Mm-hmm. But it's like all these people are in front of you and you just have to wait. Wait. <laughs> whether you're getting off there, whether you have a connecting flight and you're, you don't really have much time. Nope. You have to wait. And that could be, that could be an interesting. Interesting feat. Because mm-hmm, as you're waiting, the people behind you are trying to push. <laughs> exactly. It's like, where am I going to go? Stuck in traffic. Yep. But, no, it was really a really blessed retreat, uh, retreat in many ways. and But I just wanted to talk today about interruptions and distractions. <laughs> you know, we all, we all have them. We all have plans. Uh, and we expect things to go a certain way. And they don't always necessarily go that way <laughs> right and nine times out of ten I deal with it well mm-hmm how about you um, I think in theory I deal I deal with <laughs> <laughs> with interruptions and distractions well but I know for me it it depends on have I gotten enough sleep have I eaten mm, enough right is this the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Our bodies are very influential on our yeah <laughs> on our reactions, right? Absolutely. If our body's having a bad day, we can uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> easily kind of go right along with it. Totally, totally. So um, this is the example I wanted to bring in uh, to this conversation today. So, so the flight back was rather interesting. I was supposed to leave at six thirty uh, from Omaha to come back here. I had a connecting flight in Detroit. Plan was to get back. Uh, my mom was going to pick me up from the airport because providentially she had a um, a day off from work. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna come back one fifteen, maybe grab a grab a late lunch, and then drive back down to my house, where my my parents' house, where the car was, so that I could drive back up to the parish. And then we had a parish leaders meeting in the evening. Turns out, you know, I wake up, I get a get a get an email. Your flight has been delayed. <laughs> oh, good. Yay. <laughs> The flight has been delayed. Okay, so we're taking off now an hour and a half later. So it's fine because I was going to have to, or I, I got that I got that email the night before, so which was nice because I didn't have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. So then, get the in the morning, get the Uber, you know, get to the airport, 
As soon as I get to the airport, I get another email. Your flight has been delayed. <laughs> Again? <laughs> right. So now it's like I would be getting to Detroit after I would even be returning to Cleveland. <laughs> like, so it was even way past. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't going to work. So, so you'll have to reschedule and, uh, you know, rebook your flights and all this stuff. So, so eventually we didn't actually end up leaving until like noon. <laughs> so it was oh, like, geez. it was like six hours from, from when I was supposed to leave. So obviously I'm going to be getting back much later. Not going to make the meeting tonight, which I really wanted to be at. But in the course of this unfolding, I'm sitting at the Omaha airport and um, I'm like a little frustrated, you know, you don't, you like to have your plans mm-hmm. fill out the way they, where the way they want to. But I end up walking over to the other, and they were changing gates like every 15 minutes. <laughs> like, I don't know what, they just hadn't, didn't have any planes or, or whatever. But I ended up walking over and I'm, I wasn't in priest clothes. I was just kind of in, in normal clothes on the way back. And I ended up. I ended up talking to this guy about my age. I think he was um, a couple of years older, and he was kind of in a similar situation. He was going down to going down to Tampa, but we ended up talking just for a little bit, and then he asked him, "What? So, so what do you do?" <laughs> so then that goes into the goes into the whole thing of like, "Oh, I'm a priest from, from the diocese of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I was just here for a retreat and and this and that." So we ended up we ended up getting into conversation, and I ended up talking about some kind of profound things as we're just standing by the gate, you know, uh, in the airport. He was asking me about the retreat. He was asking me about prayer. He was asking me about, you know, and I had a sense that he was, he was baptized Catholic. You know, he grew up Catholic, my, you know, went to Catholic school, but had maybe been away from the faith uh, for a little while. It wasn't something um, he was maybe practicing. So end up talking, end up talking. And then we ended up having the same flight. Uh, connecting flight uh, over to um, Minnesota, we ended up grabbing lunch uh, when we were there at the airport because our layover was about the same amount of time. So this was like a different, a difference in the plan, right? This mm-hmm. was not what I had hoped. But yet, you know, you're right after a retreat, you know, you're after just spending a few days of listening, like, God, what do you want with my life? <laughs> um, let me know of your presence. Let me know of your love. A lot of that was a lot of my, a lot of my prayer. And so God made it known <laughs> in this situation uh, that things are going to change, but I'm still going to be with you and provide you opportunities. Could have been off in the corner, you know, sulking, you know, and, and annoyed and irritated that all, all this was changed around. But, um, but yeah, God was still present. So Deacon Bob, have you ever had a time where you had a, a, an interruption or a distraction that turned out to be, you know, something more than what you thought originally? Indeed. I, I liked the way you talked about you know, when you were standing in line for TSA, my guess is you were probably worried that were you going to make your flight on time? Right. You know, there's all this anxiety of, am I going to make it? You know, are all these people going to get out of the way and blah, blah, blah. And then you get the the text that says, oh, and, and? <laughs> it really doesn't matter right. <laughs> how long the line was. All the things we can get worried about. And I think that happens a lot of times when we're anxious about our plans, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're trying to work all these things out and in the big picture it really doesn't matter because 
Mm-hmm. The plane never really is going to come on time, anyways. Right. Um, yeah, and, so, and and nowadays we have we feel like we have a little more control because we have our phones. Like uh-huh. you know, all the airlines have the apps, so you can you can know things almost almost instantaneously. And I wish God would text us, like you know, this really doesn't matter. So pay attention to what's happening right now. <laughs> there was um, a couple of Sundays ago. We we usually say goodbye to people after mass, standing at the doors. And as a deacon, I like to stand right, like with one foot inside the church and one foot outside the church, because yeah. as a deacon, that's kind of what we yeah. do is yeah. we bring the church to the world. And this lady came up to me and she goes, "Do you have a minute?" I really didn't, because we had baptisms and two other things that were happening, and I really needed to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Absolutely." Well, we talked and we had a really good talk, yeah. and she had some stuff going on that. Me paying attention to what her needs were at the moment mm-hmm. were way more important than all the other things I should have been scurrying around to. Yeah. So I think that being present at the moment, you know, asking yeah. God, I'm not sure what's going on here, but help me figure it out because right. well, I don't know. Yeah. What is what is in front of me? Mm-hmm. Because God is um, not in the in the future. God mm-hmm. is not in the past. God is in the present. Certainly, He has done things in the past, and He will do things in the future. But you only do that as we're in the present. And I know for me, it's wrestling with my ego. Yeah. You know, like, I want things to go a certain way, or I want to do certain things in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And God just has this sense of humor that goes, yeah, cute. No. Yeah. Um, he, knows, so, he knows what we need. <laughs> yeah. And then I get a chance to reflect on why it didn't go the way I wanted to, and mm-hmm. God is God and I am not, mm-hmm. and then apologize for being an idiot and kind of venting yeah, exactly. when I shouldn't vent. So um, I mean, and being a you know being a parent too, interruptions and interactions are pretty much that's that's the story of being a parent, right? And I, and I think parents experience that a whole lot. You know, like you want to get the dishes done, you want to pack lunches, and all your kid wants to do is sit down and color. Right. You know, I see that even as a grandpa. As a grandpa, it's really nice because I don't have to worry about all those things that kids need to survive. You know, we make lunch and then we color. Mm-hmm. Or we make lunch and we go out and dig holes in the backyard or right. pick flowers. Yeah. Um, where parents, they really don't have that luxury. They're trying to get everything done. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is the interruption, which is their child just wants to spend time with them. God is in the details, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, we all know that. And I know that too as a priest. Like, I have my plans of what I want. I think the day should be. You know, certainly we have the overarching things I need to be working on. I have the weekly things we need to be working on. You know, this and that. And But someone comes to your door and needs something. You know, someone invites you to pray, you know, for this, for this thing. Someone, you know, just things happen. And, you know, what is my reaction? What is my posture towards this person, towards this situation? Is it, you know, annoyance because I can't carry on with what I wanted to do? Or is God in the details? You know, is this an invitation from God to be with this person, to love this person? Because persons are more important than plans. I remember when I went from being a teacher to campus minister, Mm -hmm. more focused on being campus minister, I went to the dean of discipline one time, and I went, how, how do you get your job done when people just, like, pop into your room all the time? Mm-hmm. And he goes, that is your job. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think sometimes we look at the distractions as distractions when the distractions are really the people we need to pay attention to. Yeah. That that is our ministry yeah. um, to deal with the things that we weren't anticipating. Yeah, yeah, and this was true even in Jesus's life. One um, one story from Scripture that came to mind as I was thinking about this is the story of Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. So Zacchaeus. Uh, is a guy. So the story is that he's he's up and he's he hears Jesus is coming along. He climbs a tree so that he could see Jesus. Jesus ends up coming by. They interact. He ends up going off with him to have dinner at his house. Well, the reality is that <clears throat> Jesus had a plan. He he was kind of he was on the road with his disciples. He was going to um, I forget wherever he was going to. He had, he mm-hmm. had a plan of what he wanted to do. <clears throat> but yet he encounters this guy in a tree. And. He changed his whole day. He changed his whole, you know, plan. Why? Because he had, I mean, he had a sense of, this is what the Father is inviting me to do, you know. And so, who is Jesus? The Son, you know, of, of God the Father. You know, he is God, but he's in perfect relationship. And he wants to do whatever God um, desires him to do. Eventually, you know, he embraces the cross because that, that was the will of the Father. But it's like all those little you know, letting goes of his plans or his whatever, you know, essentially was kind of a pre- the precursor to the cross. But uh, but that's what the will of God was. And who knows what happened because of Zacchaeus's conversion that maybe wouldn't have happened if he had continued to go on his plan. And I think the important thing is planning is important. I mean, otherwise right. we don't know. We, do, we would never have dinner. We do need know? to have plans and boundaries. We <laughs> do need to <laughs> kind of put Those our... Those are important things, but how do we respond when things don't go our way? Right. I think that's that's what we're looking at today is, what's my response right. to right. not having my way? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Our response as a Christian, not mm-hmm. just as a human being, but as, right. a, as a Christian, namely, what does that mean? Like, we believe that God is always present. God isn't just a figure of our a figment of our imagination. God isn't just like out there somewhere in the ether. You know, God is God is God is here and God is present. The Holy Spirit is within us because of our baptism. And so if if God is present, you know, he's he's present. And I think asking God, what am I supposed to do here? You know, what obviously this was not my plan. Yeah. How am I supposed to respond to this person or this situation? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I had a moment last night that was like a breakdown moment where I was like, I do not want to ask this question. I just want to have a pity party and just yeah. be unhappy. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't last for a long. God kind of said, you know, like, are you done? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you're listening to this and you're going through one of those moments of this is not my plan. You know, I'm going to have a pity party. And God just says, now's the time to mm-hmm. get up and get back to work. Yeah. And but. Be as, open to my will. As they say, it is what it is. <laughs> and <laughs> right. it'll be what we make it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So what is what is our response? On um, And this ties in too, um, my retreat director gave me a book to read over, over retreat. So on a retreat, I would do uh, four holy hours a day. Uh, so he would give me different scriptures to pray with. And, and so I would sit in silence in prayer. And, and then I would meet with him once a day to kind of unpack, you know, what the Lord spoke in prayer and, and kind of he would give me more uh, scriptures to read and pray with. But the, he gave me a book called He Leadeth Me. Um, and the author is Walter Chiswick. And it's um, he's a, he was a Jesuit priest from the United States. 
And I'll just kind of just, you know, just brief, brief summary, but he was a Jesuit priest who felt called to evangelize um, Russia, to go into Russia. Oh, wow. He just, uh, as early in his vocation, he just, he just felt this call from God. He felt this desire. Well, he, he eventually goes there um, to evangelize Russia. And this is the time when it's, you know, a, a communist, you know, nation. And long story short, his plans didn't turn out. It wasn't as glorious as uh, he had anticipated. He ended up spending, you know, 20 years in the gulag and in prison camps. And um, it was not exactly the ministry he had expected to, to, to do. But his reflection in this book, he has a lot of really beautiful um, reflections. But one is essentially to say, like, whatever in front of you in the moment is the will of God. And um, it could be suffering. It's not that God wants our suffering. No, right? it's not God. That, it's not that God wants that. He 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 doesn't like suffering. He doesn't want evil things to happen to us. But but yet yeah, it was almost in the sense God was leading him into all of this. Um, why? Essentially for his own salvation. That he learned to let go and to abandon himself to whatever God was leading him him into because. The reality, yes, he went through immense suffering, but he was also a, a priest in a place that no other priests were. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a presence. Uh, he was able to to celebrate mass and to do sacraments in a place where no one else could, you know, no other priests were. But he had to go through all of this, and um, just a really a really beautiful story, um, really challenging to us, even of our own ways that we latch onto our own comforts, our own plans. But at the end of the day, following God's will. Uh, and and responding to him with our yes is the only thing that's gonna make us truly happy. Is uh, is also ultimately gonna lead us to heaven. And I think when we do that prayer of "Let me do your will," yeah, um, sometimes that's a very open ended fiat, almost like Mary saying yes. Right. I'm not sure where this is gonna lead me, but. I'm in. Yeah. And then we get knee deep in it. It's like, really? This is where you led me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the palm trees, you know, in the middle exactly. of the gulag? Yeah. So, yeah. And the idea of abandoning ourselves to God's will is, is a really easy thing. But then yeah. when, the, when the moment actually comes. <laughs> it's harder than it seems. Yeah. Not that it's impossible. Yeah. Well, I think you, you and Father Eric talked about that a couple weeks ago, the, the prayer of abandonment mm-hmm. from Thomas Merton. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite prayers, too. I pray it actually uh, every morning, you know. <laughs> and it's, you know, I, I remind myself, I pray this every morning. This is a good thing. But then I got to I gotta pray it with my life. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I have to pray it with, with, with my actions, too. So God is in the details. And interruptions and distractions may not be so much interruptions and distractions as much as we think. Um, God is present, no matter things are going well or not, so... And if you're having one of those moments where <clears throat> God doesn't seem to be on the same page as you are, it might be good to ask God how to get back on God's page. Yeah, because so. he loves us, um, and he, he's present, and he'll guide us. Mm-hmm. And he knows what's better than we do. That's right. And that we're standing in the TSA line, we're going to miss our plane, but the plane's you know been delayed, and it really didn't matter. And he brought along you know, a guy I got to talk to that, who knows, you know, What's going to happen in his, in his life? Mm-hmm. Um, I did get his phone number, so we were able to connect and chat. We shared we shared some podcasts and oh, that's uh, good. Some things, so yeah, it'll be. It'll, <laughs> so it'll, maybe he's listening. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I might send this to him. I might send this to him. So, 
All right. Well, beautiful. Let's uh, take us out in prayer. Hey, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we praise you and thank you for the gift of our lives, the gift of every moment. We thank you for your presence, that you are not a God who is distant, uh, but a God who is desirous to be with us in all things, all moments, all circumstances, um, all feelings, all emotions, that we are never uh, we are never alone. We ask you to guide us today, make us increasingly aware of your presence and the good things and the trials and the struggles. We ask you to bless us, keep us safe, keep us always in your love. We ask us all in your name. Amen. Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. All right, everyone, have a blessed day. Have a blessed Easter. It's 50 days of Easter, right? Lent's, yeah. Lent's 40 days, but uh, Easter is 50. So keep celebrating the joy uh, of the resurrection. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.